3: Thank you for listening to this Dupont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand.
4: It's a big it's a big day. It's uh opening day in the Canadian Football League. How about that? Uh, people are people are jacked. Yeah, my phone's going off all day with Fans of all CFL teams just so excited that there's a game tonight. It's CFL opening night, and as I saw on uh, Sports Center this morning, it's been 620 days, apparently, since the last game.
3: Good morning, Rod Squad.
4: Mm -hmm. Yes, and good afternoon to those of you in the Eastern Time Zone. Welcome to the RP Show. It's Friday. It's what we call... Flame Tech Football Friday. And if you want to know how we're doing today, just before our live guest showed up in the bunker, we were singing uh, Christmas carols and Australian folk songs at the top of our lungs. So that's Australian how we're doing. Australian Christmas carols, yeah. Australian Christmas carols and folk songs. So, yeah, I think we're ready for Friday. Yes, We're ready to talk some ball. Moose DuPont is with us. We are live on Game Plus Television across the continent. We are streaming on Facebook and YouTube. And our very popular uh, 24 hour sports radio feeds going at rodpeterson.com. Brought to you by Sud's Full Service Car Wash, by the way. I went over there the other day because my car deserves it. Yeah. And I talked to uh, Kirby. Y'all see the commercials on here all the time. And he couldn't talk, he was too busy. Run off his feet, lined up around the block. Wow. At Sud's uh, car wash. So, hey, it's working. Thanks for supporting them. Good. And away we go. Bob's your uncle. Um, Bob's so- your uncle. A flame tech football Friday, as I said, we got Craig Smith in studio. He's ready to join us uh, next segment. Our director of scouting. Very excited about what's going on in the uh, CFL, the National Football League. Of course, Andrew Hustler Patterson will be joining us from Winnipeg Sports Talk later on. Julio Caravada in the bunker here. B.C. Lions radio color guy, former CFL punter and quarterback and TSN's Farhan Lalji will be with us as well to preview tonight's big showdown, Rough Riders and Lions. So that's a little bit of a roadmap for the show. Can we hit the quick six show topics, please? Director Jordan? <laughs> Thank you. So I got to put these moose a little out of order because you can imagine number one was Winnipeg beating Hamilton last night in the CFL Lidlifter. That was like 6 o'clock this morning I wrote that down. Things have changed. superseded. Things that, Yeah, where's my belt? It's a big deal, and I'm going to read from the Canadian press story here. Out of Tokyo, moments after Julia Grosso's kick deflected off the hands of the Swedish keeper and into the goal, her Canadian teammates charged onto the pitch at Tokyo Stadium in jubilation. Canada's women's soccer team is finally gold medalists, and their dramatic win in the gold medal match capped a huge day for Canada at the Tokyo Games Canada captured four medals on the day, equaling its highest single day output in Tokyo. We have hit twenty-two medals. As you said, Kathy, so if people had, had uh bet the over on our over, over under, they'd have won. Oh, yeah. How A lot of people that? were saying under. So they won today, 3-2 on penalty kicks. <clears throat> Don't at me, okay, because I watched. So you had well. I didn't watch watch. I watched the regulation time, and then I had to go get in the steam at the gym. So can we can we wrap this up? You know, you know what I'm saying? This is what I don't understand, yeah, and we we got two full hours of football talk. I'm very happy that Canada won. It's a nation defining moment. We'll be talking about this forever, and people will be saying, "Where were you when?" Yes, and I will say. I was in the steam at Evolution Fitness, is what I will say, because I, they didn't end it in regulation time. But what I don't understand is I was on the elliptical surfing Twitter while watching the game, because I'm a bit of a squirrel, and a rash Madani, just before they pulled Christine Sinclair out of the game, he said, maybe it's time they look at pulling her out of the game. And I was like, hmm? And she never came back. And this is just me, okay, because I'm I'm trying... My God, I just figured out baseball after a 25-year absence the other day. Now I'm trying to figure out soccer. This smacked to me of Wayne Gretzky being left on the bench for the 1998 Olympics medal shootout. What are you doing, Mark Crawford? And as you said, well, this is a thing. She's 38 years old. Pull her out of the game. I'm like, this is the biggest moment of her life. How do you pull her out? And I... Rod... You're the problem, as I learned in years of counseling. Rod, you're the problem. Got it. Been hammered into my head. I, I don't understand how in the biggest moment of her entire career, and the biggest moment in Canadian soccer, period, you pull your wing, Gretzky. But they did win. They did win. So I just, I just don't get it. Can you please... Make sense of it for me, Moose.
0: Yeah, you only get a certain number of substitutions. I believe it's three. Um, So you want fresh players. It's going to go into extra time and then a second extra period. And once you're pulled out, you can't come back in. So that's why she wasn't in the uh, penalty kicks, the shootout, as it were. So um, they were able to survive and move on. I mean... What a performance by our goaltender, our keeper. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. And just so much drama. I know we hate shootouts sometimes defining these big moments, but it wasn't just a shootout defining it. There was big saves and big goals and misses. And so there was plenty of drama. It was, it was great to see.
4: Yeah, and I did see her come off. Jeff Kozak, one of our viewers, says she looked like she ran out of gas, and that's cool. She doesn't have to explain anything to anybody. I was just, what? what? Arash is calling for this? And then it happened, and it's the biggest moment. I don't... Get it, but they won. She'll get a medal, but she'll say I wasn't on the field for it. You know, it's weird. It's weird to me, but hey, I don't need to get it. So that's point one. By the way, the warm ups is brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. Okay, now to the football. And yes, I was very excited to watch CFL football. We all were. My God, this whole country was and CFL fans outside these borders with uh, it was it was a very CFL sim like score out of IG Field last night, 19-6. It was a sim like game, but they started like a house on fire. And it is fun to be on Twitter during games if you can manage your own emotions, because people were saying to me that Zach Caleros looked cold as ice, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what what are you talking about? Did you see Zach prancing around? It looked like ten years ago. How healthy when he found Kenny Lawler on that first of two Kenny Lawler touchdowns. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers looked great. We had heard people predicting sloppy football and bad football, and I kind of expected drop passes, missed tackles, offside calls, procedure calls. There was none of that. Willie Jefferson was doing Willie Jefferson things, dropping back off the line and intercepting Jeremiah Masoli. Holy moly. How about Masoli? Oh, yeah. Listen, you got to do to the viewers what you did out on the, on the curb, what our curb coffee about Masoli. What did
0: I, oh, What do you? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, you come out flexing and doing this and, like, prancing because you throw the big bomb, you go down the field like you own the Bombers, but it's 7 nothing in the first quarter, and it's really early, and then mm-hmm. they didn't really do anything after that. Right. I guess it was 6 nothing, but. Still, he looked really good in that first drive. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, where was this guy in the great cup? Obviously, he was hurt. But, you know, if they would have had him and they're not going to miss these guys who are injured. And Winnipeg figured it out after that on defense.
4: Yeah. I got I to walk this back for a second. This is great. Somebody said that Christine Sinclair doesn't care. She's an Olympic champion forever. That part is true. But can I just relate something? Because it is the Rod Peterson show. And we'll get to the football later. But this is a very true story. Where is it? Here, Robin says, I don't think Sinclair carries. She is now an Olympic champion. When we won the Provincial Midget Hockey Championship. And you can ask Brent Renwick, because to this day, one of my closest friends, Buck, he rents my farmland now. He still reminds me of this. I played every single minute of the entire playoff run, Darren. Every minute. I was a goalie. Every start. Finished every game, and we're in Prince Albert for the clinching game. And I'm going to tell you, we are up like 13 to two, two game total points. Two, yeah, yeah. We're up 13 to two in the last. And the coach, Jim Munson, Muns, Munson, me. And he took me out of the net with 10 minutes to go and put in Kenny Brooks. And I was like, Wait, 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 wait what are you doing? Spicy. So. It was the weirdest celebration ever when we won the championship because the guy spilled off the bench and just mobbed me. Nothing against Kenny Brooks. But they're like, he didn't play all playoff. Brent Renwick to this day goes, who's the only goalie that wasn't on the ice when we won the provincial championship in 1989 and put that banner up in the ring? You. Am I completely misread this or is Christine Sinclair going to say, I would have liked to have played the rest of the game to... Put a cherry on top of my wonderful
0: career. I always wonder how you feel. Now, again, winning a Stanley Cup, you win a Stanley Cup. But when you come in all dressed up, but you didn't play that game yes. to carry the cup, do you feel that same emotion and everything? I don't know. I would imagine it feels pretty darn good. But it's not quite the same as emptying the tank. and then. But, I yeah. mean, she did empty the tank. Who's the
4: only goalie that wasn't <laughs> on the ice when we won the championship that year in PA? You. <laughs> <laughs> Pop- yeah, population, Me. Loserville. Um, uh, moving on here in the warm-up. Lions-Riders tonight. Do we have the odds? I, I'm clearly looking in the wrong place. Do you want to look that up? I'll Who's favored up. for this game tonight? I can tell you this. I have talked to coaches for both teams. Smitty, I want to get your take in here next. They have no idea what's going to happen tonight. Nobody knew what was going to happen last night. I, you're going to read or watch later on in the uh, ultra-update the original 16 ultra update that tonight the riders and lions have a very high bar to match for what the Ticats cats and bombers did last Ooh. night what's it say riders are favored by 7 come
0: on by 7 that's uh, the over is 48 how about that
4: by 7 bob sherunko i got to say i'm taking bc to beat the spread i would too yeah Absolutely. Mark it down.
0: But I kind of think the Riders will win the football game, but seven. That's aggressive.
4: Ryan, uh, watching on YouTube, says, hey, Rod, how did you like the presentation of the game? I think TSN did a great job. Graphics were sharp. I liked it. Clearly, Rod Black is the number one play-by-play guy. There's no doubt with Glenn Suter. That was the pairing there. Do you know what I loved the most? All those aerial shots of IG Field. That's what I loved the most. I thought for years and years and years, they've dropped the ball. They only really used it for playoff games in the Grey Cup. And I hope they do it every week, not just week one. Because it looked great. The the stadium was nearly full. As far as the game presentation, didn't look a whole lot different. Just Rod Black seemed abnormally bouncy Mm -hmm. more than most. I liked the um, overhead cable camera on the opening kickoff that followed the kicker for Hamilton when he kicked off. That was cool. So, yeah, good question, by the way. Some innovative advancements uh, by TSN for the game broadcast. But I was like, it's 2021. Can somebody put a drone up there? And we have these, all these beautiful stadiums in Canada. Let's show them off to the world. Yeah. And now we can't. Because for years, with Neverwind Stadium and Taylor Field and Winnipeg Stadium, they were, they were so crappy. Bob Irving and I used to argue over whose stadium's worse Ours or theirs. <laughs> right? We don't want to we don't want show these on national television, okay? Yeah. Not to the Americans. The TSN broadcast was
0: like an Instagram feed. Let's just show the highlights of what
4: looks yes. good. Uh, 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 that's the poll question, by the way. Thanks, Clark, for the reminder for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who wins tonight? The BC Lions or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? And they, 79%, are saying the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Brady in Saskatoon says, "Bring him out, bring on the Jesus sprinkles." Rider game day is upon us, and the first time in 628 days since Mosaic Stadium was packed for a Rider football game. So yeah, people are excited about it. Uh, we'll talk more about all the games later. Uh, Mandy at Edmonton's awake and watching. She says Lions have a lot to prove with their old line. Where did it go? And the condition of Michael Riley. Riders have some significant offensive line issues of their own. And we'll be talking about that with Smitty coming up. I know we're somewhat running out of time here. So the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame game went last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat, okay, for lack of a better term, the Dallas Cowboys 16-3 last night. Dakota Prescott did not play for America's team. It's becoming a concern, the shoulder injury for him. Uh, Chase Claypool had three catches for 62 yards to lead all Steelers last night. But I'm, I'm going to ask Craig, I was going to say Smitty, how he has five screens set up because I can't do that. I can only watch one. So I was on the CFL and that's it. I yeah. cannot do more than one game. Maybe he, he you'd be great at bingo, eh, Smitty? <laughs> <laughs> but you have a point uh, about yes. the game.
0: Well, yeah, the, game was, the game was what the game was. It wasn't awesome football, but halftime. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson, you've been talking about oh, yeah. the feud there. And they actually, I was surprised because Jimmy's going into the Hall of Fame. They put him on the panel at the same time. And there's Jerry, I thought, rubbing it in where it is, you know, his Hall of Fame jacket there yeah. right next to Jimmy Johnson. And they addressed the Ring of Honor thing. And you haven't seen this. No, I haven't. I didn't see it. I was watching the CFL.
4: It was on Fox. Call me crazy. Can we roll it? Yeah, of course. Let's, let's, this is last night at halftime.
3: Asking right now, Jerry... When are you going to put Jimmy in the ring of honor? Well, I think that's fair to say. Uh, shall we do it right here? or shall Absolutely. We, how's it? We've got time. It's we it's got plenty of time. <laughs> well, you pick we, the game. I think we can go. Yeah. I, I think we've got some great days ahead of us. Yeah. I know we are going to certainly be recognizing what's happening here with the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, Tex Ram, who started that ring of honor, said, Jerry, keep it. Keep it kind of limited with people, but make sure it wasn't just about the plays they made. Make sure they contributed to the story of the franchise. Now, it's kind of hard to not recognize (laughs) this contribution to the story of the franchise. No doubt. So are we making an announcement here? Well, we can be. If we can, I don't know how we're going to (laughs) upstate No, yeah, you can. Go ahead. Make the announcement. We'll We'll be in the ring of honor. There we go. Jerry. All right, we got it. Love it. Yes. You heard it here. I will be first while I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna be able to make it through this Hall of Fame ceremony? Oh, <laughs> well, look, Troy. You know, you know all about this relationship.
4: Uh, that's amazing. And uh, thanks for pulling that. Yeah. So Jimmy Johnson's gonna go into the Cowboys Ring of Honor, which he should have been. I don't know how they got those two guys together to sit side by side because Jimmy Johnson didn't know what was coming, and I admire them for that but i'll tell you this you can put it on both of us here because i can tell you that darren's clear he wants to say Uh, something but this is the thing with my dad that i learned from my dad and i'm the exact same way my dad always would say if i don't like you you'll know that i don't like you you'll know and i'm like that's pretty cool you don't get much more real than that that was my dad so how did they get Jira and jimmy (laughs) side by side i know I wouldn't do
0: it. I know, because he's going in. And so then when Terry Bradshaw asks him the question, Jerry Jones, he doesn't want to look like a bad person. So then he's kind of forced to say he's going in. Exactly. And Jimmy's not wrong to question. While I'm alive... (laughs) You know, because you know Jerry will find a way to keep him
4: out. Well, he'll have him put to death by Monday. That's funny. Probably probably could. Uh, Uh, Thanks for pulling that. That's funny. Okay, we'll see you (laughs) a little later on, Moose. You bet. Uh, Point four was uh, tomorrow's doubleheader in the CFL. We'll we'll be discussing that later. Uh, Blue Jays won again Mm -hmm. over Cleveland. Uh, 3 nothing was the final, and they got the Red Sox this weekend. They're 6.5 out. What is going on with the Blue Jays? And did you see they turned their locker room into a, their clubhouse into a, da- a dance club last okay, night? I
0: kind of saw something. Yeah,
4: it looked like the a club. And, yeah, it was their locker room. Good for them. And of course, we did the Olympics already, so we covered it. The uh, warm up for Ecole Electric. See you later, uh, Moose. See ya. Smitty in next, and we've got a hustler coming up too from Winnipeg on a flame tech football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports radio for suds. Full service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
3: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
4: Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me.
3: Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
4: Hey, welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, It is a Flametech football Friday. Everybody's excited, obviously. And Flametech's locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. And then the good news continues. Darren just came and showed me the set. For our show next Friday from Winnipeg, Flame Tech f- Football Friday will be from Winnipeg in advance of the Blue Bombers and the Argonauts. If you want to know what our set's gonna look like, let's put it this way Sarah Orleski, I promise to leave it the way we found it. <laughs> okay? That's all that I need how to about say. That? Right in the heart of the action. And from our viewers today, from the 204, how about them bombers? Tie Cats haven't won a game in what? A year and a half? Great show, Rod and Moose. That from the 204 from Metal Shingle Guy. Well, Rod, Zach looks like he's back in MOP form. Could be a scary team when he's got all his weapons on the field. Hamilton must have read the press clippings again. From Ray in the 6, Kitchener area. Hey, Rod, it was so great to see the CFL back in action last night. What a performance by Winnipeg native and rookie uh, Brady Oliveira. And Ray also adds, here we go, breaking Elk's walkthrough and media availability today has been canceled due to COVID protocols. We'll update as much more information becomes available. I just want to talk about good things today. And Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, wants to know if we're tailgating at the armories tonight, and we are not because of Canadian Armed Forces regulations, COVID, there will be no non-military personnel on national defense grounds until at least Labor Day. So there will not be... A tailgate at their armories tonight. And just ahead of Hustler joining us from Winnipeg, we got our director of scouting, Craig Smith, with us, two time Great Cup champion. Uh, Smitty, your breakdown, please, of the Bombers and Ticats last night.
2: Well, the, going in, I had, I had uh, problems with uh, the defensive backfield, the two new kids that were going to take over, and then the Sam linebacker, um, Johnson. Um, those kids played very, very well. And how about that front? You know, the two edge guys, you knew that they were going to be good. But then Richardson inside with um, um, the the kid from Acadia. I'm getting old. Um, kid from Acadia and, uh, and of course, Kongbo. I mean, the pressure that they had was was just unbelievable. And the linebackers, I mean, that that's a pretty darn good defense. So th- that was huge. But... How about the Winnipeg kid Oliveira, I mm-hmm. saw him a couple of years ago when he was a sophomore at uh, North Dakota, and I went, "Wow, this kid's something." This kid's as a sophomore, and he let it up. He he went in last night, and that's that's the that's the kind of running back that you can have in the CFL. He's he's a shorter kid. He's you know he he doesn't have the the four four speed, but you know what he can do? He can get you in between five and ten yards by going straight ahead, and that offensive line, pretty darn good. I think it was difficult for Hamilton because they had issues with regards to the offensive line. The center hadn't played center before. The two, the two, the guard and the tackle, very, very difficult. You know, kids that hadn't played very much. Uh, Gibbon and then um, uh, the other kid that played tackle. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a difficult thing. So you know, they, they're going to be better. They're going to be a, definitely a better team. You know, once Van Zile well. gets back.
4: They lost only three all of last season, yeah. so uh, Orlando yeah. Steinhauer seemed to be fuming after the game. Let's bring in Hustler now, Andrew Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk. And uh, still smiling, Hust? After last night, still
5: smiling? Oh, uh, Rod, and the smile got bigger this morning. I'm still buzzing from our uh, women winning the gold medal in women's soccer. Um, pretty incredible 24 hours, certainly for people around here. I think the entire nation is excited for what we saw on the pitch today in Tokyo. But I got to tell you, we knew it would be emotional getting back and being back with people again. Um, and man, it was, I mean, honestly, the result of the game, everyone loved. But that was almost secondary, Rod, to um, getting this community and sports fans back together again for the first time. Um, well, literally, since the Bombers raised, that, uh, raised their cup, finally got to raise the banner last night and uh, played a hell of a football game in front of 30,000 as well.
4: Yeah, well, I was. you were there. I was watching on television. It was a young, vibrant, party-type crowd. Everybody just looked to be so happy to be there. But again, the Bombers won. I mean, Thai Cats were favored going in, and there was no part of me that didn't think the Bombers weren't going to win last night. And I'm not just pandering to our Winnipeg viewers. I believed it. They looked good, Hus.
5: Well, they, they certainly did. And, I mean, granted, that first, uh, that first drive by uh, Hamilton sure looked pretty good, but we were joking at the end of the game, that the TSN turning point of the game was the, was the two-point convert. Because literally after mm. that point, I mean, the Bomber defense stepped up and then, I mean, Zach Caleros must have been looking at tape of Kyler Murray or something last night, Rod. I mean, the way he was mm. scrambling and making things happen, it was, uh, it was exciting and it was impressive, the fact that they did it without Darvin Adams, who is their number one deep threat, and of course, Andrew Harris. And the Harris situation is is interesting. We certainly know what he's done. I mean, he's a made man in this city after what he did over the last four years, but he's 34 years old, and uh, there's a new young horse in town, another Winnipeg hitting Brady Oliveira, who stepped up in a huge way for the team last night, and I I think certainly for Kyle Walters and Mike O'Shea, it gives them a lot of confidence going forward in that backfield position, Um, you know, even if Andrew Harris isn't what he once was or isn't up to, uh, you know, playing the amount of touches and the amount of regularity that he'd been as a mainstay for the bomber offense over uh, the last uh, number of seasons. I heard Andrew Harris feels a lot better today
4: <laughs> is what I heard. <laughs> uh, Smitty, you got any questions for hustler uh, on that game last night or this one tonight?
2: Hey, Andrew, uh, I just wanted to say, I really enjoy your show. I get to, I don't see it all the time, but I get to take a look as a good old Winnipeg boys. Thanks uh, Greg. Yeah. Listen to the jets uh, information. And of course now the bomber stuff, but, um, how was it last night going into the, uh, into the stadium? And, and, you know, I remember when in 84, when they won in 85, you know, we came back. I was season ticket holder in Winnipeg. and what It was just so fantastic. What, what, what can you say about last night and, and, and the atmosphere and everything?
5: It was an absolutely special night. And I will say this, and many people, you, know, you, you see it on television. Sometimes the bomber crowd can be, shall we say, late arriving, especially yeah. in the new stadium. Uh, often, yeah, and listen, they almost sell social passes right now where you kind of come in and don't get a seat. Um, so the Rum Hut area was packed, but everything <laughs> was packed. They knew that that banner was going up at 7.30. Um, but I think that, you know, with the protocols and having to show that you're double vax, people were concerned that, oh, I want to make sure that I got in. Guys, 6.15 in the building, there was a good 100 people in every single concession line, beer line. and um, And the atmosphere was... It, it honestly guys it was something that i'll never forget because uh, as much as the game was about to come up and of course the long-awaited raising of the great cup banner that bomber fans have been waiting for for three decades to to happen again it was um it was more about just being back and uh, seeing the smiles on people's faces uh you know friends people that you just know from dumping into the games that honestly they haven't been a jet games haven't been a bomber games it was um it was special. It was emotional. It was exciting. And people were absolutely fired up. It was a beautiful night. It was a great way to start the Canadian Football League season. And uh, much to the delight of everybody there, after the banner went up, the home team stepped up and uh, put another licking on the die cap that reminded a lot of people about the job they did in Calgary in November of 2019. I'm going to move
4: on to the other games in a moment. But first, there's a lot of interesting comments coming in from our viewers. Uh, Randolph Zora in Ontario... Well, hang on. Back up. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Calero's put on a master class in scrambling. Should there be any concern, though, that he was getting flushed out of the pocket so much? Um, somebody asks if you get nervous every time Zach takes off. Yeah, it's Nelson Hack, which is, does Hustler hold his breath every time Zach starts to scramble? Randolph in Ontario says, what is he, 32? Um, but what, is that supposed to be old, for God's sakes? Like, <laughs> we got to forget, I think, Zach, he, he put that to rest in 2019, in the fall of 20. I was not worried about him last night at all. Are you guys? I'll start with you, Hus.
5: Yeah. yeah um, you know, honestly, it all goes back to that first hit that he took in that game against Calgary. <laughs> and everyone was holding their breath. Um, and then we all know how the story finished in 2019. I I think there is an element, and this is no different than any starting quarterback in professional football, but the way that the Bombers are all in on Zach Caleros and don't have a lot behind him, with all due respect to Sean McGuire. So there is a little bit of nervousness, but I got to tell you, the way he was moving last night, and and Zach Caleros, he's been through a lot in this league. He's been hurt. He understands self-preservation. And um, he had a few great runs, hit the dirt when he needed to. And I'll tell you what, I feel a lot better about Zach Caleros going forward, knowing that Jamarcus Hardrick and Stanley Bryant in the best O-line, or at least right up there with the best O-lines, is protecting him right now. So, uh, yeah, there's always a little bit of nervous moments when you're all in on one quarterback and he gets out there a little bit. But uh, I think Zach's performance last night was great. And as I said, Rod, we've talked about this plenty of times before, going back to the Grey Cup. I mean, football is more often than not one on the line of scrimmage. And uh, the Bombers are still elite on the line of scrimmage, uh, both in front of Zach Caleros and going at the opposing quarterback with the likes of Willie Jefferson.
4: I should, uh, I should move on to the other games. The, the, the viewers are wondering about Riders-Lions tonight, Friday night football from Mosaic Stadium. What is your take on the matchup and what do you think is going to go down?
5: Well, you know, I mean, like so much, I mean, it's really hard to come in with definitive takes about week one of the CFL season. That's a big reason why all the sports books, Rod, have been in a staring contest all week waiting to hang lines on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny, we on our show because we didn't have lines. And it's sort of a fun betting exercise before they come out to sort of make your own thoughts on where you think the line would be and then compare it to what comes out. And it's a good kind of idea to direct you if you if where you want to make your wager. But I had Saskatchewan being about a seven-point favorite. I mean, you know, I think they're at home. There's a lot of uncertainty about, uh, I guess we call him Michael Riley now. Michael Riley yes. and how he's going to be protected. And we know the se- season that they had, um, you know, last year in British Columbia. So uh, I kind of figured that the Riders would be able to touchdown favorite. And, you know, I think it sort of makes sense. Um still interested to see how the Rider defense looks. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the the... the catastrophe that happened before the riders began training camp sort of put a bit of a cloud going into everything but there's a lot of talent on that team and uh to be honest i'm a lot more confident that the riders will have it together than bc with so many changes and especially considering what the Lions looked like the last time we saw them on the field
2: hmm. yeah yesterday you had uh milton and milt was uh he was essentially hitting it right on with regards to lawler and, and, uh, oh. and Dembski, um, you know, they had excellent games. Um, and, you know, Milt was right on on your show. It was incredible.
5: Yeah, he, uh, he called his shot, Craig. Uh, he said that, um, you know, watch for Kenny Lawler tonight. I think there was a lot of people at our CFL DraftKings pools that were taking notes because they, the ownership of those two guys went right up. And then they <laughs> got the endorsement from Milt Stiegel on, uh, on Winnipeg Sports Talk yesterday. Uh, but kenny lawler really emerged last year as a reliable dynamic receiver and the thing is, that it's, it's so hard to compare to you know the 2019 team because they were a unicorn in some ways i mean teams don't win the gray cup with the lowest passing yardage in this canadian football league but that's the way the bombers did it and you know you had a number of receivers that were absolutely capable of thousand yard seasons the way the bombers, you know, called the game, the way Lapo set things up, and relied on Andrew Harris and of course Chris Streveler, didn't give them as much opportunity. Uh, I think now with Andrew Harris sort of getting into the uh, second half of his career, well, needless to say that, um, and the fact that Zach Caleros is the quarterback and will be for almost all of the plays this season, I think means that we'll see a more traditional cfl type offense and that's good news for guys like kenny lawler who are going to get a lot more opportunities straight up to, to go out and show what they can do as opposed to the limited opportunities that bomber receivers had in the 2019 season
4: one more for uh, huss and then uh, smitty and i will be back after the break to break down the riders and lions tonight because there's a lot of questions obviously because it's game day in the 306 trevor bazillo though in winnipeg says jets and bombers if Hellebuck or Caleros go down, we're done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Je- Jessica Dracul watching on YouTube, she's a Winnipegger. She, said she does the emoji, Caleros, with the hearts for eyes emoji. <laughs> Listen, I- I'll finish with this. Zach never caught on here, and I don't know why, because he's got movie idol good looks. He's a great guy. It looks like he might catch on in Winnipeg, though, Huss. Am I right?
5: Well, he, and to be honest, Rod, um, that was the first time that I think most Winnipeg fans have seen Zach Caleros play in person. I mean, if you recall, there was the one start in the final game of the 2019 regular season. Which he won. A big <laughs> I, one. Which which he won. We were all in Regina. It was, it was the Jets and Flames <laughs> at the Heritage Classic that weekend. I, mean, I can remember. I mean, it was a great night. I mean, I'll never forget that pass to Darvin Adams. but. We were all in a moxies or somewhere, you know, watching it with Flames and Jets fans. So, you know, the the way he came in, I think expectations were somewhat low because of everything that had happened. And, you know, they run the table in the playoffs and win the Grey Cup. So much like I said, Andrew Harris was a made man. Zach Caleros doesn't have as much time served here, but you deliver a Grey Cup and uh, you're going to have your fair share of fans. And then when he showed up with this new look and the Jack... Uh, jack sparrow hair everything there was uh, i can see why there was the heart emojis there's probably a few fans in winnipeg that are dropping that but uh bottom line it's about winning football games and uh, zach caleros has won five of them has yet to take an l as the quarterback for the bombers and uh, his legion of fans grows i think by the day
4: for sure all he does is win i don't care he's got his detractors and he does care he just goes out and proves them wrong every week. Huss, thanks for the time, sir. See you next week, man. I hope you can come down to our live show. We'll be at Canada Life Centre.
5: That sounds amazing, Rod. We'll look forward to it and uh, enjoy the game tonight. The rest of the CFL action and we'll talk some week two with you next week.
4: Hey, buddy, Winnipeg Sports Talk. Tell the folks where they can find it.
5: Yeah, we're on live uh, basically right after Rod's show, live at 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern every day. It's Winnipeg Sports Talk on YouTube. uh, And then the podcast gets out for your drive home in and around 3, 3.30. Any podcast feed, just simply search Winnipeg Sports Talk, and uh, hopefully you can uh, join us. Thanks, Huss. Later, dude.
4: Andrew Hustler patterson joining us from the Slurpee Capital. Hmm. When we come back, a sports update and previews of the other three games in the Canadian Football League. We'll talk some National Football League, too. Talk a little more about Canada and their gold medal win over Sweden today at the Olympics in women's soccer. Lots to get to on this Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome
4: back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Now 20 minutes with Smitty here. And then next hour, uh, Julio Caravada in the bunker and Farhan Lalji as we get ready for the Riders and Lions tonight. I don't know. I didn't mean to start a jihad, a holy war, but I just said I don't know why it didn't work in Saskatchewan with Zach Caleros, but clearly it's working in Winnipeg, Chad Hall's watching on Facebook. Writes in and he says, "Zach was a jerk when he was in Saskatchewan. That's why he never caught on. A jerk to whom? I was around him every day. Maybe Smitty. It's because I'm a jerk, and jerks stick together. Or maybe the Jerk Store called Chad and they're running low on you. Oh, good one, Rob.
2: I wasn't around. You know, I was obviously battling it's a great guy, battling cancer, but you know every. every I, I know people who know him and, and he's the greatest guy. One of the one of the guys that I worked with, uh he allowed when he was in Toronto, he allowed him to stay at his place. And uh he said Zach's Zach's excellent. So I don't know what, what the deal is there, but uh
4: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he was a yeah, jerk here. No. no. He couldn't get on the field. Well injuries that's why.
2: Injuries is a big thing, you know, and yeah. You know, that's that's a tough thing when you get injured and you know, he, he got that hit in the first game and that was it. Yeah. You know, it was never the same. Yeah.
4: Let's talk about, uh, boy, this is, now people are, it's not a dump on Zach, Dave. Give me a break. Don't be Spicy. jealous. Yeah, he's winning in Winnipeg. You got your guy? Let's move on. I shouldn't have brought it up. Uh, sports update. The Canadian women's soccer team made history by reaching the Olympic final for the first time. Julio, Julia Grosso with a big assist from goalie Stephanie Labay. Made sure her team was on the right side of it. Grosso's winner gave Canada a 3-2 decision over Sweden on penalty kicks Friday morning after the teams were tied at one at the end of regulation and extra time. Uh, Ross Stripling demonstrated for the second straight outing. He wants to stay in the Blue Jays rotation. Backed by Bo Bichette's two-run blast in the fourth inning and run-scoring single in the sixth, Stripling was spot-on with six strikeouts in his six innings in the Blue Jays' 3-0 win against Cleveland. And they got Boston now this weekend in Toronto as the Jays continue to roll. Joey Gallo hit his first homer as a Yankee. Mm -hmm. That's one for you, Smitty. Yeah. A go ahead three run blast in the seventh, and New York beat the Seattle Mariners 5 3. We're going to come to blows. Blue Jays and Yankees, you and me? I, I like the Blue Jays, too. You oh, know, you do? I,
2: oh, for sure. Oh, okay. Darn right. You know, I, I nobody yelled louder than in 93 when when right. Joe, Joe hit that home run.
4: The Niagara River Lions survived a late game surge by the Hamilton Honey Badgers to clinch second place in the CEBL regular season standings with an 84-81 win at the first Ontario Center Thursday night. With the result, the Niagara River Lions have secured a semifinal berth, a championship weekend being held in Edmonton on August 20th and the Pittsburgh Steelers followed a stumbling first half with a strong final 30 minutes to beat the Dallas Cowboys 16-3 in the first NFL preseason game in 2 years last night's exhibition games were can- last year's exhibition games were canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic it was an enthusiastic crowd in Canton, Ohio last night for two of the league's most popular franchises being on the field in a Hall of Fame game regardless of how many backups we're in action. This sports update for the Tap brew House and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Okay, Smitty, we got some time left in this segment. Let's break it down. Lions Riders tonight. And here's the thing. I got guys that have been... Julio, by the way, is in the studio here. He's in the bunker. That's who I was able, waving at. I got people that are going to rider practice over the last couple of weeks, and they're saying the riders are going to be bad. And I said, well, you don't know what the BC's got. Maybe they're going to be... Not as good, and they're like, they're like, maybe it's a battle Friday night of who's the least bad, who in terms of injuries, and this patchwork old line, Smitty, for Saskatchewan is a concern.
2: That, that's a big concern. There's yeah. no, no doubt about that. Um y- You know, it looks like. BC has, has solidified that offensive line. I can hardly wait to hear Julio and, and you know about what's going on. But uh, you know they 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 got to Riker at tackle. The the question for me is the center at Godber. Um, but other than that, I think that line is going to be good. How about Mike, Michael Riley? You know, how what's, about him? What's going to happen? How and Julio will probably know more than anybody. But you know, is he going to be coming out? Is he going to be healthy? <laughs> Um, you know they, they've got loads of, of, of ability. They've got they've got one of the best receivers in the in the game is Burnham. And, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of guys around him. Running back, they've got a running back that is a kind of a t- typical CFL guy. He's a shorter, thicker, uh, four, five, six kind of guy. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Defensive backfield, that is something that I'm really looking forward to see, especially to the wide side of the field. I've got, got my, my, uh, the, the, the Gambos, who's a wide field side corner. And then uh, uh, Keonti Harden, he's a field side half. Never heard of those guys. But Listen, hey,
4: when you come up with these names and they sometimes slip your, your mind, uh, don't ask me
2: Yeah, no. because <laughs> I don't
4: know. We're going to have to watch yeah. a few
2: weeks of these games. Exactly, yeah, yeah. E- exactly. But, you know, the, the bottom line is, is what's going to happen with regards to that, that lion defense, that offense for Saskatchewan, Caleros, he, he, he showed a ton last year, and he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be good. Offensive line, what's really interesting is that at guard – They've got, they've got two Regina Thunder kids playing. Now, Clark's been there forever, but Furland is, a, you know, that this is going to be his first game. He's starting ahead of the Oklahoma Sooner.
4: Josiah Saint John. Exactly.
2: Wait, think about that. I mean, it's just totally incredible.
4: Number one overall pick,
2: Craig. Exactly. You know, so uh, the, the offensive line now, Boyko, when he was in BC, I, I I was I was shocked because I went down to Vegas and I watched film and I talked to his coach when he was coming out. I thought he was he was going to be uh, a pretty good. Well, he wasn't that great last year, uh, two years ago. We'll see how he goes. I'm praying for the kid. I'm hoping you know. See what happens.
4: Smitty, you good for one more segment? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, we got some uh, some news too from the Merchandise Store when we come back as well. It's exciting. It's a Flame Tech football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
3: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson.
4: Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. We've got to take care of a little business before more with our director of scouting, uh, Craig Smith. And, Clark, I'm throwing a curve at this. Landmark Cinemas, as you know, is one of our biggest partners here at the Rod Peterson Show all across the prairies. And our poll question today on Twitter is, what movie do you want to see the most? At Landmark Cinemas this weekend, your options, Suicide Squad, which opens tonight, Green Knight, Disney's Jungle Cruise, or Space Jam, and winning by a mile is Suicide Squad with 63%. Last Saturday, I went to two. I had a doubleheader, Smitty. Hmm. I went to Disney's Jungle Cruise and Space Jam and
2: loved them both. Yeah, Jungle Cruise is good.
4: It's so good. The Rock stars in it. Yeah. I'm watching this movie going, why would the CFL want to partner with a loser like this guy? Yeah. The Rock. Yeah. Wow! Well, I get it. I get it. Uh, so, Landmark Cinema is the place to go all across the prairies this weekend. And we've got new merchandise in the Rod Peterson Shop. Well, that's the Suicide Squad. We'll talk about that next hour. That's why I said I apologize for throwing you a curve. Can you show the? Uh, is that the merchandise in the store? Sick. <laughs> so, yeah, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's not what we're selling in the rod shop.com or <laughs> <laughs> not, not no turtle outfits. So while we, and that's why I apologize. I'm sorry. Smitty, your beautiful wife reminded me to ask you about how you watch five games at once in your home.
2: Well, you mean how we set it up? Or yes, just, whatever. No, mentally. Know. How do you do it? Cause I can only watch one game at well, a time. Well, Football is a lot, a lot easier than hockey because there's breaks in, in the action. Now, you know, as a fan, it's it's real easy. As, as a, an evaluator, it's not that easy, right? You know, because when you're when you're there, I mean, or when you're watching, you know, you're looking at certain certain people, so you can you can pick and choose. But um, generally, when I do that, it's more entertainment. Last night, I had both games on, but you know what I concentrated on? I mean, I was, the CFL. Uh, I, I taped the uh, the Dallas game, and I'll watch that, but. Uh, she set it up. She, oh, I've got three TVs and, and we've got, uh, you know, a couple cable providers. And then w- one of the, uh, the Bell Express, view, they have a Bell 5, so I can hook up uh, computers on that so I can have five different things. It's on. unbelievable yeah. that
4: you do this. See, I, here's what I do. I watch the CFL. If I'd gone to the Hall of Fame game last night, I would have stayed there and forgot to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, so I can't. Yeah. I can only watch one game at a time.
2: Well, when I got the cancer, she hooked it up for me. So I she's could
4: gold. Yeah, she's she's special. golden. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. We do have in the store. Here it is: RodPetersonShop.com. Right now, these Canadian football shirts. Look at that: twelve players, 110 yards, three downs, 20-yard end zones. The Rouge, the ratio, no fair catch. That's one look at it. You can purchase these now at RodPetersonShop.com. What else? I haven't even seen these
2: yet. Now, Cl- so, Clark, I hope that's I That's the
4: two shirts? Okay, oh. so you can order those right... What are they running them? 20... Ah, doesn't matter. Just put your credit card down. We're supposed to ask Darren, and Darren's not here right now. So you can pick those up for Canadian football fans. Buy them at rodpetersonshop.com. Somebody wrote in here and said, it's Ottawa Red Blacks year, Smitty. And I got to say, then do your talking on the field. That's all. Don't talk here. Talk Saturday night in Edmonton.
2: See, Ottawa, I think, you know... They're going to be better than what they were. They have—they've got a quarterback that that has won games. They've got a, a great offensive coordinator. I love Benny. You know that. Yes. How Dice, can you not? Dice. I mean, they—they've got a solid offense, a solid staff. So they're going to be better. There's no doubt. It's going to be
4: two great games it, on Saturday. They're kicking us off the air, Smitty. Ah shit. Enjoy the games, <laughs> Julio. Next hour and Farhan Lalji coming up after this break on Game Plus TV.
3: For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit RodPeterson.com.
1: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then...